You made a great decision to tune into In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, because our guest, defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. And let me tell you, the guy should have been a head coach in the National Football League. Didn't happen. But the Bengals have him for another year as defensive coordinator. The Bengals are the only team in the National Football League that have all their coordinators returning with the head coach for the fifth straight year. The only team. That continuity and consistency is a big, big deal to Lou Anarumo, to the organization, to the defensive players. There's a big, big positive vibe going on between players and coaches, offensively and defensively with the Cincinnati Bengals. Lou Anarumo talks about that, talks about how he schemes people, talks about a lot of things that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be beneficiaries of. Luana Rumo, good hire, glad, selfishly glad that he's back with the Cincinnati Bengals. Thanks for taking the time to join us on In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. As always, we're bringing it to you from our outstanding studios here at First Star Logistics. And we've got a guest that is a great friend of In the Trenches, and that is defensive coordinator Luana Rumo. And boy, what a what a that time it's been in the life of uh, defensive coordinator Luana Rumo. And we appreciate your carving time with us, Coach. Welcome and thank you as always. No problem. As you know, Lap, it's always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> well, I appreciate that very much. You look good, Coach. You look a little rested. You got some color. I like what I'm seeing, Coach. I think getting fired up. Uh, you, you ready to rock and roll again? You, you little R and R. Everything good? Yeah. yeah, got a little rest. Uh, hung out uh, on the beach a little bit and uh, ready to get going. Combine, uh, free agency, draft. Here we go. I'm telling you, it, this this defensive football team, the Bengals in general. Okay, year before last, go to the Super Bowl and uh, lose a, a thriller in the Super Bowl. And then to follow it up, it's it's hard it's hard to maintain that level of success on back-to-back seasons. And the Bengals in franchise history had really never done that and win the division two years in a row and get to the AFC Championship game again and just fall a tad short. What a, what a great defensive season once again, Coach. And regular Appreciate season it. numbers, here's some of the, the numbers. As, as, as you know, it's, it, it was stellar. Seventh in yards uh, allowed rushing, ninth in rushing uh, yards per attempt, uh, fourth in first downs generated per game, which uh, all that is vitally important. But the biggest thing is sixth in points allowed. And the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, there were only two teams in the AFC that were in the top 10 in both points scored and points allowed, the Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. There are only five in all of football. You know, the 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC. So, I mean, congratulations on back-to-back hellacious seasons defensively, sir. No, I appreciate it. And as, as you know, always giving credit to uh, the players and our coaches. They do a tremendous job. And, uh, you know, we got such a great group. And um, hopefully we can keep the band together, as they say. Yeah, that's, um, that's a, a, big, a big factor. The, the continuity of the coaching staff, though, I mean, to me, you know how I feel about it, Coach. I think you're 
as good as there is in the National Football League in terms of putting together a defensive game plan and and calling it. And the thing that is impressive to me about you is you always you're patient and poised. Well, you always coaches will teach patience and poise to players. You always have something in the back hip though in that fourth quarter when it's when it's go time, you pull it out and throw it out there and it's like, "What? Wow, where'd that come from?" And and how how do you do that? I mean, it's got to be tempting at some point during the course of the first three quarters of the game where it might not be going exactly the way you want, where I'm going to throw it out there, but you always hold on to something. How tough is that? Uh, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, I bet. Uh, you know, you want to just make sure that uh, you're doing everything to get, you know, you, you're never trying to give up possessions or give up scores, obviously, but, you know, there's always something that you want to just kind of hang back uh, for a key moment, and uh, especially in the key, you know, they're all key games, but especially when you get to the playoffs, and uh, you know if you can, you know, hold something for the second half, maybe uh, or later in the game, it certainly helps. So, the the staff, uh, and I guess I'm going to say, unfortunately, in, in your case, because I think it's a travesty that you, you're not the head coach of the Cardinals or some football team in the National Football League. There's there's no two ways about that, in my estimation. But that process, Coach, of, of going through uh, the the interview process, the preparation that it took, um, how how grueling is that? I mean, how how tough is it? Do, do you spend all 24 hours of the day trying to anticipate things that you might get uh, questioned about? Or how, how do you handle getting ready for that type of an exhaustive interview? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, <laughs> so we, we lose the heartbreaker there to Kansas City. And I'm sitting on the bus trying to just, you know, deal with all that and how frustrated we all were and um, eating some kind of food just because I was hungry. And, and right. Um, right. my my agent called me as I'm sitting on the bus. So ever since that moment until, you know, last week, uh, you know, we've kind of been in flux on what was going to what was going to happen. So uh, but it's part of the process. Again, I'm not complaining, just kind of telling you how it went. And um, but. You know, as I told my wife, um, you know, we're in a, I couldn't be happier. We're in a wonderful place. Love everybody here. Love ownership, uh, the players, the coaches. So um, while it didn't work out there, I, I couldn't be happier being back. It's it's amazing, Coach. Now that, uh, you know, Brian Callahan, yourself, um, Coach Walters, Coach Pitcher had interviews to be coordinators, but everybody's everybody's back but it just goes to show the league is like Cincinnati's doing it right. We want a piece of that. We got to interview some of these guys, but for there to be intact with that type of talent at the mm -hmm. coaching positions for Zach's fifth year, five years in a row. Now the only team in the NFL that can make that claim, Kansas city was close, but the enemy went to Washington and they were the only other team that could have claimed that to have all your coordinators. I mean, Philadelphia, uh, they lose in the Super Bowl. They lose both their coordinators and Biennemi goes to Washington, Kansas City. Three out of the four coordinators in the Super Bowl move on. So to have all both coordinators back and, and a key position uh, coaches back, I mean, it, it's extraordinary uh, angles, and, and it, it looks really, really bright in that regard, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. You know, as I mentioned, you know, we got a terrific staff, and, um, you know, everybody gets along great, and we work together so well, and that's a big part of you know, putting the players in position to, to be successful. And it all starts with that. And, um, you know, it couldn't be happier. And, and uh, you know, everybody gets recognition. That's what happens when you win. Uh, but we're fortunate to get uh, 
get the excuse me get the group back together again when you went through the interview process uh coach were, were there similarities and differences in in some of the interviews as opposed to others i mean what was obviously you learned something you're a very intelligent man obviously there was something to be learned by every experience you went through from an interview standpoint what what was that like yeah again it's uh it was an you know new you know not a new experience because i did it last year with the giants right and, right you know so i could draw on some of those things but at the end of the day it's it's a it's a conversation and uh you know you're trying to get your points across to the people that are listening and um you know um you know but it takes time to develop you know what you want to do and how you want to present it but uh certainly a worthwhile process for sure we're is it the same in terms of uh, the people that are there in the interview process? I know like Mike Brown, this is his, this is his life. He's going to be involved in that type of interview process. I'm sure Mr. Bidwell was as well. And, and well, in Mr. Mara with the giants, I mean, is it ownership? Is it, is it general managers? Is there, are yeah. you, there a whole bunch of people there for you? Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's different with the, the can only speak on the ones that I've been through and, and, um, Ownership has been in both of the ones that I went through and, and some other GMs, both. And then also, you know, just some other people as well uh, that uh, they wanted to be in there, key people in the organization. So, you know, you got a handful of people that you go through with and, um, you know, which is a good thing because then they get, uh, you know, people give different inputs to, to what they're hearing. So you're, you're familiar with um, your time being compressed uh, getting ready for the combine and all the things that are coming up here in the off season last year, going to the Super Bowl, super compressed this year, AFC championship game compressed, but not as much as, as last year. Uh, it, have you found last year's experience helpful in, in getting ready and kind of prioritizing things for this year? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, we know exactly, you know, where, what we have to do in, in order to prepare and, and, um, you know, from a coaching standpoint, in Duke's guys, they've been working the whole time, so that certainly helps. But uh, we know where we have to, uh, you know, catch up and, and um, you know, get in position to uh, be ready for the combine, which we will be, and, you know, free agency right after that, and, and then the drafts. So on March 15th, uh, free agency, there are 18 players now that Ada Midas has signed. Um, and Joe Burrow's contract obviously is a big looming thing. Make it number, make him number nineteen. But defensively, nine players uh, could hit the market on the fifteenth. Four starters: Jesse Bates, Von Bell, Eli Apple, Jermaine Pratt. Um, all outstanding contributors to your success uh, mm -hmm. defensively. No, no question about it. With respect to, got, I'm sure they all want to come back. We all want, you know, fans would like to see them all be signed. I know coaches would like to have them back. And it's just in, in, in this world of, of salary cap, is there is there enough for everybody? But all four of those guys, major contributors to what you accomplished, aren't they? Hey, Dave Lapham here to tell you about one of Cincinnati's fastest growing companies, First Star Logistics. They're currently drafting freight brokers to join their sales team. Apply at FirstStarLogistics.com. Oh, yeah. Each one of them that you mentioned, you know, Jesse Vaughn, uh, Jermaine, and, and certainly Eli. Um, you can look back to not only throughout the season, but key plays in the playoffs over the last two years right. by all of them. Um, and, uh, you know, so 
I, I just think in the in, we'd love to have them all back, and I'd love to sit here and tell you they're all coming back. But um, you know, the nature of the NFL these days is uh, you know uh, it's hard. But uh, you know, we'll we'll work and and uh, in tandem with up uh, with Duke and ownership and figuring out what the best plan is for us. You know, uh, with respect to free agency, uh, you, you want to re-sign your own and, and prioritize, you know, how you do it within the cap and all that sort of thing. But now, back-to-back successful seasons, sustaining success from one year to the next, Cincinnati becomes a destination for free agents from other football teams. And there's always teams that mismanage the cap, and there's a guy out there. Why is that guy out there? It's not because of performance. He's a cap casualty. And now, yeah, Cincinnati, shoot, I'd love to go there. I want to play for Lou Anarumo. That guy's unbelievable. He's a great coordinator. You're, you've got tremendous buzz in, you know, a reputation that's being built around the National Football League. The team's winning football games. The, the, the organization is in great shape in terms of what they can do potentially within salary cap reasons, uh, boundaries, uh, with respect to the Bengals for sure, right? Yeah, you know, and again, I, I don't, I don't know all the details of the exact. Uh cap situation and all that. But uh, I just know that, you know, I, I have confidence in, in, um, in everybody here that, you know, however it shakes out, we'll have the right guys that uh, will enable us to continue our success. And coach, the thing, the thing too, is um, you know, Duke Tobin has put his bat on the ball. He and his people in terms of free agency and draft and the, the, the coaching staff has done a great job of, of developing these players the Kansas City Chiefs are a great example of it last year. Tyreek Hill, you know, they they trade and they get assets. I think they had seven or eight rookies that had major contributions for them, you know, during the course of their Super Bowl uh, winning season. And, I mean, that's what it takes in this era of salary cap. I mean, you, you're going to have to develop young guys pretty quickly, aren't you? Oh, there's no doubt about it, uh, especially when you – when you have to pay the quarterback and, and um, you know, that's certainly a big part of it. And we all know how important Joe is and uh, you know, the Patrick Mahomes and the um, Allens of the world and, and, and all those guys, uh, you know, you, you have to. And then um, as you mentioned, you're hitting on your draft picks is, is uh, certainly important and um, you know, developing those younger players so that they come in and, and play, uh, you know, a substantial role as the season goes on. What are you most proud of, Coach, uh, over, the, over the last couple of years with your your defensive football team? What do you think is is not not just maybe the biggest accomplishment, but maybe a couple of things in terms of boy, that's a significant accomplishment. You know, I, I just got a note today uh, um, from a coach uh, that coached back, you know, uh, back in the '90s with uh, with the team that I love um, and. Uh, you know, I've gotten so many uh, compliments about how we play great team defense, how unselfish we are. Um, you know, you listen to Travis Kelsey at the Super Bowl talking about us on defense, how we tackle, how we communicate. Um, you know, everybody's always on the same page. To me, um, that's a tribute to the guys, certainly our coaches, uh, um, and um, that's our calling card. You know, we've got to continue that going forward. Is that the biggest challenge, you know, sustaining that success? You did it. it it's, it's hard to play in the Super Bowl, and it's equally as hard, maybe harder, to get back, you know, to that level like you did in back-to-back seasons and get to the, uh, the conference championship game and almost get back to the Super Bowl. Is that the biggest challenge, uh, sustaining that level of success year in and year out? 
Well, I think the core of the guys that we have, they, they, they're not going to flinch. You know, they're going to want to come back and, you know, they're used to it now. We're, you know, it's, it's okay. We're going back to the, you know, get to the championship game and, and beyond. It's not just a goal that we put up there in the beginning of the year. And, you know, uh, you know, you're just hoping and wishing, you know, our guys have seen it, tasted it and, and want to get back. So, um, you know, and they know the formula that it takes to get back and it's not, you know, a bunch of individuals, it's a bunch of guys that are unselfish and they want to play great team defense. So coach amongst all the, all the, uh, the to-do list, you know, that, that you've already referenced, you got the combine. We're in the midst of the combine. That's that's uh, that's here. Free agency, the middle of March, the draft at the end of April. Um, all of, all of that that's going on from a priority standpoint. Where does making uh, tweaks and adjustments to your defense fall? Is that further down the road? And the fact that you have the continuity and consistency you have is is that make it easier to bring it further down the road? Um, yeah. So. I think, you know, this time of the year, what's most important is that we, um, you know, focus on player acquisition and making sure that uh, that part of it, that we nail the draft picks and nail the free agents that we take. And, you know, the, the fact this is where we can lean on uh, our continuity from a staff, excuse me, staff standpoint where, you know, our, our new schemes or whatever we're going to do, that stuff can wait. Um, you know, we're always going to be working on it, but. Uh, our focus right now is just we all have our scouting hats on and we're, we're going to you know try to get the best players we can get uh, that fit us the best. So not only does Duke Tobin and his, his staff, you know, they're on the college aspect of it, but, you know, they study team salary caps and who's might be over the cap and they got problems. They're, they're make, there's always a guy out there. What the heck is that guy out there for? He's not out there because of lack of performance. He's out there because they screwed up their salary cap. You know, and you try to project those kind of things that that might be available. Um, is is that a big part of the process right now? It is for sure. Um, you know, and just uh, all of that, you know, goes into it for uh, certainly. And um, you know, we we want to make sure that uh, you know when we hit the ground running uh, for OTAs and after the draft that, you know, we have the pieces in place to, it's going to make us successful. You know, when I, when I look at, okay, what type of player is, is a fit for Luana Rumo's defense? I, you know, your defense is so versatile. It, it, it's like, it seems like you can almost adapt your scheme to, to players strengths and vice versa. It's almost like it's, it's, it's like one big, uh, I don't know, choreographed, scenario it's, it's amazing but the one thing that players have to have they have to have some smarts man i mean football iq is a big must for you isn't it yeah no doubt i mean again that's a part of uh you know playing good team defense is making sure that we don't hurt ourselves don't make uh you know we're we're not a very penalized team and in, uh, in general and um you know that that all goes into play with that so is it is it too early um i i guess you know <laughs> You're, you're in the, the infancy stages um, in terms of studying the draft and everything too. And everybody always says, oh, this draft is strong in you know, corners. This draft is is strong with interior defensive linemen. And eh, there's not too many edge guys. There always are players in, in every draft at every position group, right? It's just a matter of, of unearthing and unfolding uh, you know, who, who that might be. Does it look like uh, there's an opportunity to maybe help yourself in the – unfortunately 
as a result of the success you pick late, you know, in the round, but there's always good football players at that portion of the draft, late first, early second round guys. Excited about the the possibility of uh, talent acquisition there? Oh, no doubt. And as you mentioned, you know, the, each draft is going to be uh, a little bit stronger or weaker in different positions. But, you know, if we could just find the ones that fit us best and uh, we've been able to do that, um, you know, that, that's something that will help our team get better. That's what we need. No doubt about it. I mean, it's uh, it's it's going to be a very, very, uh, very interesting offseason. I mean, Coach, I'll, I've talked about this a few times. Back in 1974, when I was a rookie, a veteran player making 50000 that dude's making a fortune. Now, it's like you get players signing for $50 million guaranteed potentially. I'm like, what? It was 50000 and if he got caught, he didn't get a dime, bro. I mean, it's like, wow, the league has changed so much. But it's it's a, it's so – I mean, it's like a 500-pound – marketing gorilla it is it's unbelievable how the league has grown it really is crazy yeah it's amazing it's a great sport and you know um everybody loves watching us on sundays and and monday nights and thursdays coach all i can say is um you were the the opportunities that were presented to you were well earned and well deserved and i i'm probably like a lot i can't understand how it didn't turn out differently, but selfishly, I'll take it. I'll take it because I'll take Coach Lou Anarumo coaching my defensive football team any day, every day of the week. And uh, another great year under your belt, and there's no way that it doesn't happen because you've earned it, you deserve it, and it should happen, sir. You are going to be a head coach in the National Football League. There is no two ways about it. I appreciate uh, all those kind words for sure, and um, you know, the good news is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, I couldn't be happier to be back with the guys and, uh, you know, ready to get rolling again. Here we go. And, you know, the beautiful thing is the guys couldn't be happier to have you back. And yeah. that, that synergistic effect between the coaching staff and the players, man, it's just special. Everything, go through that locker room. It's a special place, man. No no two ways about that as well. So I'm real excited to see what uh, – what's in store this season. I, I think like Joe Burrow said, and when he was asked, Joe, how, uh, how long is the window open? Windows open as long as I'm here. <laughs> there you go. You gotta love Joe. <laughs> gotta love Joe. No doubt about it. Gotta love Lou as well. Coach, appreciate your time as always. Dave Lapham here. And every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.